0: Hello folks, it's me from The Honest Wargamer. can't believe I started with folks. Anyway, we're gonna talk about Season of War Thondia and most importantly, the leaked rules we've just seen come out about the incarnate. So we've just seen some leaked images of the cron incarnate of Gur and how incarnates work and that's what I'm gonna talk about today. Season of War is a narrative supplement to the Age of Sigmar game. They have said, or most importantly, the lead developer has tweeted and said that it is in addition to your ghb that will come later in the year so it is a narrative campaign but if you want to you can have battle packs which will include all of the thondian stuff which you're going to be able to use in your match play games or even run match play tournaments using season of war thondia but like if i'm honest i'm still not 100 percent sure what it is it's some story and there's some missions and stuff i guess like honestly i don't know if they've like given me a reason to care if I'm honest, especially when we get to talking about it there's a big price tag for me to want to care like, like in order to get into this on the ground floor I'm going to need to buy the book and I'm going to need to buy the box and that's going to set me back around £150 so I guess similar to whatever the Horus Horsey box set will be so it's that same level of financial investment so like what's the pitch? All of this will be available in the fondian strongpoint box so in order to get the incarnate you are going to have to buy the box and i guess all of the rules are going to be in the book which isn't inside the box so the book is about 30 english pounds and the box is about 135 pounds so like at rrp looking at about 160 pounds obviously get them from your local gaming stores if you're going to pick them up Uh, so it'll be cheaper but that's where they'll be if you want to get yourself invested in this okay so what the hell is an incarnate it seems like it's a bond beast it sounds like it should be a summon but it actually reads and the rules are written as it's bonded to a character so let's take a look at the rules incarnates are written into your army list so they're like every other enhancement that you'll write into your army list like your command abilities or your command traits or your artifacts bonding not bondage specifically bonding everyone at games workshop wants you to Be in bondage to an incarnate but not bond i hope you bond with me as an audience i'm not really sure anyway your incarnate must be bonded to a hero bonding is a unique enhancement so unique units can't do it so you won't be able to bond it to like marathi or croak you cannot bond more than one incarnate to a hero which there's only one out so far but this does indicate obviously that loads more will be coming an incarnate cannot be bonded to more than one hero they're jealous they're jealous incarnates having the incarnate stops you from taking allies but allows you to take over the ally allowance for an army so this means you won't be able to include allies in your army which is pretty key for some armies but it does mean there is a possibility of there being much larger incarnates for a 2000 point match play game your ally allowances 400 points so there is some indication that either these things may be pointed later to be more or they might be even bigger incarnates on the horizon what's that coming over the hill is it an incarnate wild form is what happens to your incarnate when the character that it's bonded to dies if the bonded hero is slain then the incarnate goes into wild form it remains under your control and is part of your army however it treats your units as enemy units and the wild form incarnate is treated as an enemy unit by your army an incarnate has incarnate states each state is a level each state has a domination range, which is obviously written out very much like a monster. So when you deploy it on the board, it starts at level two. can never go above level three. It's treated as having 18 wounds for the purposes of doing damage to it. In the battleship phase, you roll 3d6. And if it's equal to or less than the wounds suffered, it drops a level. So just to recap, it starts at level two. It can never go above level three. And we'll talk about how you get up to level three in a moment. If you wound it then you will roll 3d6 in the battle shock phase and if you roll equal to or below so if i do 10 damage to it and i roll 3d6 if i go if i roll a 14 then it won't drop a level however if i do 19 damage when i roll 3d6 where the maximum is 18 you will definitely go down a level so you start level two and you only go down to level zero and as soon as you go down to level zero it is removed from the game auto slay abilities lower its level by one so there is some really fun stuff where you could potentially do damage to it and auto slay it to make it reduce its level by two in one turn okay the cron spine pretty fast let's talk about it it's 400 points so keep that in mind when we talk about what it's able to do it's got 18 wounds with a four up save and it moves 12 inches so it will be able to engage with the enemy pretty fast it goes up a level by killing a monster so if it, it, it does slay a monster then it will go up a level and don't forget it starts out at level two its combat profile is pretty nice it's got six attacks it's threes to hit it's threes to wound it's rend two and damage two and it's got tearing fangs which is one attack threes to hit twos to wound ren three damage four you also add the incarnate's level to the attacks characteristic so if you start out at level two it will start out with eight attacks from its vicious claws threes and threes rend two damage two and it will start out with three attacks on its tearing fangs, which are threes and twos, ren three damage four. So overall, like a pretty punchy unit, truthfully. Like very, very outputy for four hundred points, like nice and fighty. Which is what you're gonna really want from what is effectively like a a bonded monster. It also has lots of unique abilities on its war scroll it gives plus one to hit to friendly units that are in combat so this plus one to hit aura that it gives does not work in shooting but it gives plus one to hit to units in its domination range and its domination range its domination range begins at 10 inches and if it does end up at level three which is empowered it will be a whole 12 inches so it will be fighting alongside other units and giving them all plus one to hit there's some pros and cons to this you can already get plus one to hit anyway iron jaws for example have the ability to get plus one to hit multiple times because of the more crushers ability to do a command ability more than once it would have been nice to maybe have seen plus one to wound but i'm not looking a gift monster in the mouth it also adds plus one to casting unbinding and dispelling to the wizard that it's bonded to if it's bonded to a wizard. Now, we've talked about the fact that it's able to go up a level if it slays a monster. If the hero that it's bonded to is slain, then it will go into its wild form, its big rage mode. When this happens, you add one to hit rolls for attacks made by this incarnate while it's in its wild form. This incarnate can run and still charge in the same turn while it's in its wild form. And if this incarnate is in its wild form and is within 12 inches of a unit or an endless spell at the start of your charge phase, it must attempt to charge and must make a charge move. it's possible to do so now with a base 12 inch move and the ability to run and charge it will be fairly easy to make sure this unit doesn't necessarily come careening into your own lines and be able to attack the enemy which is a huge positive so even though you do lose the character it's bonded to i think the fact that you still control it means lots of the negatives have been taken away another special ability it has is inflamed savagery this affects all units that are in domination range of the incarnate Units can reroll run and charge rolls if they want to. Units cannot retreat, which could be very, very useful in the right situation. And all wizards not bonded to the Incarnate are minus one to cast. Now, the fact that this affects all units is actually really interesting because it's going to fit really uniquely into some armies really well. It's a little bit too early to tell exactly who might be able to utilize it best, but this unit does have the monster keyword which is really good for being able to do monstrous actions really good for being able to do battle tactics that require a monster especially for armies that don't feature having lots of monsters or good monsters in their army roster Gruntspine also has one more special ability called arcane predator this allows it to charge an endless spell which is really really cool and I guess the reason that you would want to do that is if you end up within half an inch of an endless spell you would want to do the monstrous rampage devour endless spell this is where you pick one endless spell that was summoned by enemy wizard and it's within three inches of this incarnate and you roll 2d6 add the incarnate's level to the roll if the roll is greater than that of the casting value of the spell used to summon the endless spell the endless spell is dispelled and the level of this incarnate is increased by one so along with being able to kill a monster this is the only way to increase the level of an incarnate on any other role however the level of the incarnate is reduced by one so there's even a risk that it doesn't automatically happen overall I'm honestly not sure what to make of this it's a unit that is pretty cool I guess the model's a bit marmite I think some people love it some people hate it and I'd love to know what you guys think of it in the comments below If you listen to this as a podcast as well, I guess maybe just go outside and shout at someone what you think of it. (laughs) It's pretty fighty, which is great. It's got the monster keyword, which means it will count as five on an objective, which is good. But the whole thing is locked into like a very expensive box. And then I have to buy a book and they've just kind of come from nowhere. Narratively the incarnates. I don't think I hate the idea of them at all In fact, actually, I'm pretty positive if you go back and watch my live stream where I talked about this in more detail I was pretty excited about the idea of summons and being able to summon something like it was Final Fantasy 7 and summon a big behemoth or something, but it doesn't feel like that. It's more of a bonded slave beast which is weird and, and odd I guess but makes sense in the mortal realms which are pretty grim and dark as always from Gabe's workshop and so i'm just kind of left asking myself do i want to what's a nice element is that it doesn't seem so strong that i have to include it in my armies which is really really good and it's also not super rubbish that i can just completely forget about it it's making me think okay what interesting things could i do i already think an arch warlock for skaven would have some real fun with those pluses to cast especially with the rerolls. i think that would be really interesting maybe even a great and clean one could do something with this with fleshy abundance and master of magic there's some ideas swelling around my head already when it's early, but I still would have to go and buy the box, and I'm just not going to do that. When it comes out on its own, maybe. I'd love to know what you guys think. It's a really interesting new direction they've taken Age of Sigmar. Obviously, we've had endless spells, and now we've got incarnates. They really like adding these additional elements into the game, and that's really really cool in some ways because the boards and the games we play become more themy, which I think is really fun. But i'm still just not sure how i feel about it and i guess really that's the pitch if you haven't blown my socks away when i've seen the rules and i've seen the model and i've heard the story you haven't really got me if you haven't got me i ain't gonna buy it so let me know if it's got you i'd love to know what you guys think thanks for tuning in and thanks to everyone who supports me on the honest wargaming Patreon.